is Weekly Dose of Wellness, brought to you by Memorial Care Health System. Here's Deborah Howell. Hello, and welcome to our show. I am Deborah Howell, and today's guest is Dr. Peter Laporte, Medical Director at the Memorial Care Center for Obesity at Orange Coast Memorial Medical Center. Welcome, Dr. Laporte. Good morning. Glad to be here. Very, very fine to have you. Excess weight and obesity can have a negative impact on your joint health. Today, we'll discuss the correlation between joint health and weight and, of course, your options if you're in need of joint replacement and weight loss surgery. So these definitions change a lot. So let's get the current definition of obesity and tell someone how if and if they fall into this category. Um, uh, the category is determined by what we call BMI which is a ratio of your height and weight. It's called the body mass index, BMI. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, And the categories for a normal person is uh, 18 to 25. Okay. So if you're in that rate, in that range, then you are um, within a normal weight category. And it's easy for your listeners to look that up, just Google BMI, and they can put their weight and height in, and they can get what their number is. Oh, easy. Great. Yeah, it's really simple. Um, under 18 is, con- is considered underweight, and mm-hmm. that can be just as uh, unhealthy as being overweight. Okay. Um, if you are from 25 to 30, that's considered overweight. Okay. Consider that probably up to, I'm making a guess, about 25 pounds, anywhere from 5 to 25 pounds um, overweight. Okay would be considered you're in the overweight category. Um, after that, uh, from 30 to 35 and 35 to 40, it's, conc- it's considered obesity. Okay. And th- um, uh, 30 to 35 is um, obese. Um, 35 to 40 is um, uh, markedly obese. Mm-hmm. And then over 40 is considered morbidly obese. Okay. A lot of people don't like to use the term morbid because right. it sounds terrible, um, but that's what they use. And they have categories that go up higher than that. But in general, if you have a BMI of 35 to 40, you're probably about 75 pounds overweight. Mm-hmm. And a BMI of 40 is about 100 pounds overweight. And okay. And up there. So you get an idea of what those categories mean. Yes. Okay. Uh, I'm fascinated that you said there are other categories beyond morbid. Could could you tell me what they are? Yes, it's it's sort of almost a funny classification, but it just keeps repeating the word. Um, uh, it goes. I'm sorry. From over fifty is considered super morbid obesity. Okay. And then they just keep adding the word super on more. So over sixty is super super morbid obesity. Over seventy would be three supers obesity. Nobody is really named those categories, um, uh, you know, that might be scientifically, a... but though, though some of those people are 200 pounds overweight, 300 yeah. pounds overweight, even 400 pounds overweight. Maybe that could be uh, something you could do in your, in your free time is yeah. come up with some better names. <laughs> I could certainly try. Because, you know, being obese is neither super, super, and it doesn't have to be morbid. No. Okay. So now there are obvious health risk factors associated with obesity, such as hypertension, type 2 diabetes, and sleep apnea. But how does excess weight really affect our joints? Well, the, the extra weight on your joints is 
pushing down on the cartilages, the membranes, the te- um, they're also affecting the tendons. Mm-hmm. And you can think of it like the joint is rubbing harder mm-hmm. on itself, on the, the what, what do I say, the distal or the bottom bone from the top bone. We call it distal and proximal. Sure. Um, and that causes an irritation and your your joints can actually wear out. Now, it's not only obesity that might do that, but you hear this all the time with football players uh, for their knees and uh, yeah. baseball players, especially a pitcher with their jo- um, uh, elbow joint or upper so upper joints. Mm-hmm. Um, so you can wear out a joint by overusing it. Sure. But everybody is walking, everybody is doing things that are normal, and if you're if you're in the morbidly obese category, uh, this increases the chance of having those problems and increases it tremendously. And I would think that being a football player, it's a double whammy because, you know, they're often very heavy guys doing very, very, you know, incredibly stressful sport activities every single day. That's absolutely correct. And just as an aside, a lot of the football players, when they stop playing football, mm-hmm. end up not stopping how much they're eating. Oh, boy. And they lose a lot of their muscle and gain a tremendous amount of fat. And a lot of them are undergoing um, bariatric surgery to get get them to lose that weight. Okay. So if someone has weak, painful joints and is overweight, what should they do first? The the first thing is to lose weight. It almost seems obvious. They're overweight and their joints are starting to have a problem. And invariably... But not 100%, it's because of their being overweight. Yeah. So the very first step would be to see someone about their joints to make sure it's not some other medical problem, arthritis, mm-hmm. um, other problems that can cause that. Right. And then the next step is go ahead and lose weight in some fashion. Now, dieting is the best way of losing weight, but it, some, it frequently fails, especially in patients who are morbidly obese. Okay. Okay. Well, then we talk about weight loss surgery. So how effective is weight loss surgery for relieving joint pain? So that depends on the degree of the damage already done in the joint. Mm -hmm. So we are not, or the patient is not going to, um, uh, what do I say, cure their problem with their joint if it's already has a tremendous amount of deterioration. Okay. But, if they do lose weight, they may find that the pain goes away because the deterioration is not so great that they actually need to have joint surgery. Okay. And it's very difficult for me to predict that. I have seen patients and they are referred to me by orthopedic surgeons saying this patient needs to have uh, surgery, but they need to lose weight first. Sure. And sometimes... They lose the weight and find they've avoided the orthopedic surgery, at least for a time, and oh. sometimes not. Okay. Wow, it's almost chicken and egg. It's like, what comes first? Do you lose the weight or do you get the surgery to lose the weight? <laughs> <laughs> In a way, yes. <clears throat> um, uh, I always tell my patients, it's obviously safer to lose weight by dieting. Yeah. Um, you know, because you're not having surgery, and surgery can always have risks, especially in overweight patients. Um, but if you can't, then surgery is definitely a good alternative, and it works. Uh, gastric bypass is anywhere from 70 to 80% successful at patients wow. losing their weight, whereas dieting, if you're more than 100 pounds overweight, is about 2% successful. Oh, that's just heartbreaking. 
It is. It, it really is. But it's that difference between 70, 80%, 2% yeah. that makes it worth having the surgery. Sure, sure. Okay, so now we've had the surgery and our joints are feeling better. Is there anything else we can do? Other than not abusing your joints, but, mm-hmm. you know, you, uh, we always tell our patients to exercise, exercise reasonably. Okay. Um, there is nothing else that is going to improve the joint unless you actually need to have orthopedic surgery. Okay. To, to repair those cartilage damages or uh, other um, structural damages. And okay. they can be so bad that you actually need to have a replacement, the replacement of the knee, a replacement of the hip. Right. Um, but even the orthopedic surgeons will try to avoid that until, you know, it is absolutely necessary. Okay. And until maybe the patient reaches some sort of stabilized weight condition. Yes. Yeah, so uh, I will, uh, again, advise the patient first lose the weight, which means first have the surgery if you're not able to lose it by dieting, mm-hmm. as we mentioned. Um, and the orthopedic surgeons will frequently say, I can't operate on your knee, on your hip or whatever until you lose the weight. Right. Because it's not going to hold up. We exactly. end up with a lot of problems. Yeah. And and the joint replacements themselves, are they geared for like um, to to bear heavy weight, to bear light weight? Are they designed differently for different weight patients? You know, I, I'm not familiar with that. I'm not an orthopedic surgeon. Mm-hmm. They are certainly designed to bear a lot of weight for, a, for let's say, a heavy patient. Okay. But I don't know that they're designed for somebody who is 400 pounds, 300 exactly. pounds, exactly. even 250 pounds. They're probably designed around that that um, category of weight because a lot of people are normally 250 pounds. You have a six foot, six foot five uh, man, yeah. even a woman, 200 pounds, 250 pounds might very well be in that normal category. Right. Mm. I have two more questions for you. If someone is advised to have both weight loss surgery and joint replacement surgery, in your opinion, doctor, what is it better to do first and how much time should they generally give their body between each surgery? It's definitely better to do the weight loss surgery first. Okay. And then lose, I would say, 50%, if not close to 80% of their excess weight. Mm-hmm. So let's say they're 100 pounds overweight. They should lose 50 to 70, 80 pounds before having the joint surgery. Now, there would be exceptions to that, but they'd be rare. So okay. how long does it take to actually lose that weight is approximately nine months to a year. Okay. So you sort of have a roadmap. Yeah. Okay. And nine months to a year lose 50 to 80 pounds, most people can't do that without the surgery. Right. Yeah. It's just so tough for people, isn't it? It is very difficult to lose weight. I'm sure anybody listening who is just getting um, understanding this, but who maybe is not overweight, Mm -hmm. they probably could tell you if they wanted to lose one or two pounds, it's very difficult. Yeah. Yeah. Even one or two. And then we're talking a hundred in some cases and more. Right. So, so what advice can you give someone who is obese and experiencing joint weakness and pain and what should their first steps be to finding relief? Well, again, the first is to see a physician and make sure that there's not some disease entity that's going on. Like mm-hmm. I mentioned, arthritis, um, that needs to be treated. Um, Second would be make sure whatever exercise you're doing, um, however your posture is, which is really important for joints, mm-hmm. um, is correct. 
and that might be going to see a specialist um, on how you walk, um, okay. what you're doing, um, and making sure that you're, the exercise you're doing is appropriate and the way you're doing it. Um, then third would be um, uh, losing the weight if you're overweight yes. by diet or by surgery. There's the roadmap. I know I'm sitting up straighter now after the posture comment. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's amazing how many people have poor posture and they don't even mm. realize it. And if they just became conscious of it for a month, if mm. they always thought about it every day, it would become automatic and, and they would sit up straighter. Yeah, I did when my mom always used to remind me. Thanks. Maybe I'll have to just call you every day. And you can... <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for taking time out of your day to be on the show, Dr. Laporte. No problem. Thank you for having me. For more information or to listen to a podcast of this show, please visit memorialcare.org. That's memorialcare.org. That's all for this time. I'm Deborah Howell. We will see you soon for another weekly dose of wellness brought to you by Memorial Care Health Systems. Sit up straight and have yourself a fantastic day.